What's up, party people? Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau. And on this upcoming episode, we're going to go over the AFC North for you. Once again, as always, getting you prepared for your draft as we continue on. We're doing two episodes per week here at the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. But let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. People. What's up, Party People? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic, informative, and exciting episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man for the Grand Flex hit list here with my co-host live and direct with much respect. Alex Marchetti. That was very Cheech Marin of you. Uh, I, what? <laughs> yeah. That was very Cheech Marin of you. You could keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Oh, you keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Yeah, it was funny. Like, um, so I woke up to uh, my brother-in-law. He was uh, sent pictures of my wife and I. With the uh, sounds weird. No, no, no. With the with, with the face app thing, uh, the, yeah. the age challenge uh, thing. The face app, and he looked exactly like Cheech Marin when yeah. he got older. Yeah, I, that, get, I mean, that, obviously, yeah. not gonna see us in the pot. You know what it is? I'll probably post it just to make fun of him. The Russian app. You know what I mean? But look, he looks right. Oh, jeez, <laughs> he does. He does. I'm gonna post this up with uh, later on our on our Instagram. Follow us on our Instagram at BAB Podcast. Uh, I'll post it up and embarrass him a little. Wow, how relatable was that with, with how I came in? I know. With the face app, which is. With the face. Yeah, yeah. You did sound like Cheech Marin. That movie will go down as like a timeless, hilarious movie, though. Up in Smoke? Oh, yeah, the first one. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. He's like, oh, man, how's my driving, man? He's like, I think you're parked, man. <laughs> I think you parked. <laughs> <laughs> you could keep on knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> it's a really funny. It's a hilarious movie, though. Yeah, the second one wasn't as funny. It's it, it well, not to me. Well, yeah, the first one was a classic, and it, it was way ahead of its time. It's still watchable and to this day, you know. And you're talking about a movie that's forty years old, almost. You know. Yeah, yeah. And, and for those that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Yeah. If you don't know, if you want to see like a, you're like, oh, the production, this movie is terrible. It's like, you know, if you're one of those that like half-baked, you know, this is definitely a movie you should check out, you know. Half-baked is a classic, though. It's a classic. It's that, a classic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that face app thing, though. Oh. I love butternuts, buttercup. It's like <laughs> <laughs> There's too much that goes on over there. Jeez. So how's your week going? Uh, so far so good. Just still, you know, preparing as much with work and preparing for our dynasty draft, which it was funny. So like, I'm, I'm asking people constantly about when we could do this draft because dynasty startup drafts should be, and you know, should be done early for a startup at least. Yes. It should be done early. And, um, cause of the cuts that you make later on going on. But, uh, 
so I'm asking everybody constantly, and I'm getting like all these wrong answers. And one of the guys, uh, my boy Ryan, that's in our league, and he writes, "Yo, doodle.com, bro." And I was like, "This makes things a lot easier." Which is, it's basically you just email everybody and you put out suggestions of dates of when to meet up, and then they just vote on what date to get do. Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's a lot yeah, easier. It's making things a lot easier now. I should know because you sent me the email notification. I, that I did, and I haven't checked. <laughs> And I haven't registered And I haven't put my dates That I'm available Yeah we definitely gotta get that uh, Started our Dynasty League uh, anyway, so uh, not so much talking about the Dynasty League, talking about fantasy football in general. We have a lot of content to get out. And just to let everybody know, we have a lot of episodes going out. We're going to be doing at least two a week. Some weeks, maybe doing three. Maybe doing three some of the weeks, some of the weeks right? Three is a possibility. Yes, because we have a lot of content to get out. We got to talk running backs. We got to talk wide receivers. We got to talk, you know, the sleepers, keepers, weepers. We got to do our mock draft shows. We got to do our dynasty roundups. We got to do our preseason roundups. We got to talk gotta, about coaches picking their nose. Yep, sure. That, 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 that'd be a talk, good conversation. You yeah, know, maybe, you know, coaches that pick their nose, uh, offense scores more. Who knows? You know what? Sabermetrics. You know? you know what? That's a study I would like you to look deeply into. All right. <laughs> no pun intended. That's my homework. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we you know, know, know the quarterbacks, the tight ends, and a um, bunch of draft tactics, you know, draft day ideas, draft days, do's and don'ts, everything talking about the draft, getting you set up for the draft. So uh, going forward, let's just start this off. Let's get right into it and let's start talking about the AFC North. And let's start off with the Bengals because as um, so my computer is half broken. I have half a screen and it's been very difficult. And then I had notes written that notes that weren't saved properly. So I had to like jot down some other notes real quickly, like a little stats and notes and tidbits that, you know, because I got to get a lot more informative now that we're getting closer to the wire, getting people prepared for the draft. Let's just start off with the Ravens, if you don't mind. The Ravens. Let's start with the The Baltimore Ravens. What what is it, what are they called like the flock Ravens flock I, I guess something like that so to, so tell me what what your thoughts the big question about with the Ravens I think the first thing that stood out to me was Lamar Jackson so tell me what your thoughts and feelings are on Lamar Jackson well Lamar Jackson is he's a player I own in my dynasty league um, well because you you drafted him last year right I drafted well him. yeah I drafted him draft. with along with Sam Darnold uh, as a QB hoarder that I am. That's stuff that I do. I I do like Lamar Jackson. You know, um, I know they ran the ball a lot. Didn't didn't give him a good amount of uh, opportunity to you know throw the ball. And the times he throws the ball, you know, there's some there, there's been times where you know he was pretty inaccurate. But you know, if there's progression, he's a player. He's a player that. Uh, could could possibly give you uh like a Michael Vick two point type numbers. He he's an explosive player, he, especially on the ground. You, you know um he, as far as uh, weapons, he didn't really have good weapons. And obviously, you know, right now they probably have like the weakest wide receiving core. But I feel like. With the ground and pound that they did at the end, second end of the second half, uh, just the value on rushing the, the rushing the rushing yards that he would give rushing the know, rushing yards, yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the, just the value that he's gonna give you by uh, 
gaining uh, rushing yards through the ground, you know, it's one point every 10 yards. So this compared, is a, compared to throwing for 25 yards to get. But this is the thing, first of all. First of all, it, it's it's you, something of a point. You know? It's more, it's more, it's you don't draft a QB because they could run the ball. You know what I mean? Let, let me give you some stats what I got about Lamar Jackson that I found was interesting, right? He passed the ball last year 170 times, all right? He ran the ball 146 times. That averages out in total of the rest of the games 21 times per game. That's a crazy average. Now, one game he even ran the ball for 26 times. Now, the games that he started, right, the game, the games that he started, only three times somebody ran the ball out of all the running backs. There was only three times that somebody ran the ball for 26, yard, for 26 times, right? Yeah. Agent Peterson did it two out of those three times, okay? He got his start in week 11 with the Ravens. Since, the, since he got his start, like the official start for the quarterback for the Ravens, he has averaged 17 rushing attempts per game. You know how much that is? Saquon Barkley for the entire year averaged 16.3. Okay. You're telling me Lamar Jackson's going to average 17 per game and Saquon Barkley's averaging 16 per three for the season? And Saquon Barkley, mind you, had the second most uh, rushing attempts for all running backs, all right? Now, at least Lamar Jackson, at least with his uh, yards per carry, it wasn't that bad. Um, it's 4.7 yards per carry. It's not that bad. That's actually more... Um, then Zeke average and uh, it, it's funny. You know what's funny right now? I wrote it, I wrote these notes down on my phone because of the fact I told you my computer's half broken, right? Because yeah. the screen's cracked. But on my phone, I wrote it down and they have the autocorrect. So yeah. for Zeke, they autocorrect it for Zelda. <laughs> I was like, wait, he ran more than Zelda as I'm reading this. A game I never finished. Uh, no, I'm 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 still playing the one on my switch. Anyways, uh, so that he's actually four point seven. That's actually better. That's actually the same exact average as Zeke. Zeke also last year averaged four point seven points per game. Uh, um, and is better than Alvin Kamara, right? So, um, with also five rushing touchdowns, he's also had more than Kenyon than Kenyon Drake, than Carryon Johnson, than Dalvin Cook, and Tariq Cohen. That's more rushing touchdowns than other guys. Numbers that I like to hear. You would think so, but like I said. You don't draft a QB because they could run. I'll look at it this way. All right. I mean, in, in, oh, wait, listen to this. Angle's going to slow him down a bit, I'm sure, right? It's going to slow down, like, the rushing attempts for a Jackson because, you know, now they have, like, a bona fide starter. You got to look at it this way. Since starting the season, since starting the season uh, from week 11 last year, he's also averaged 22 passes per game and completed 13 of them per game. All right? Not the worst per game, right? But still, he only threw for six touchdowns, and he ran in it for five. So since his start... Wait, wait, wait. What was he... He averaged how many uh, passing attempts per game? 22 since his start from week 11. Since since week 11. Okay. Yeah. And he completed 13 of them. All right. Okay. But he threw for only six touchdowns and he ran it for, ran it in for five. This is where the problem lies. Since his start, right, and, and running in for five touchdowns after that, right, since his start, he averaged 18.6 fantasy points per game. It's not too bad, right? 18.6, not too bad. Yeah. You take away those rushing touchdowns, though, he averages 15.1 per game. That's a big difference. Yeah, but you're... But you're, you don't draft a QB to rely on his run. The last six games he played last season, what did he rank? He, he, he ran in for five touchdowns last season. He, ran, he ranked as a QB six. But because, but this is what I'm saying, because of what he did on the ground, you don't draft a QB because of what they could do on the ground. This is for reasons why you don't really uh, look to draft like a Dak Prescott. 
because of what he did on the ground. You know what I mean? You dra- you want to draft a QB for more of what they could do in the air than opposed to what he could do on the ground. Yeah, but the, the va- there's value when you have a quarterback that could run because they give you points for every 10 yards. No, absolutely. Look at Josh Allen. No, no, no. Absolutely, there's value for when your quarterback could run, but that's what he mainly does. Like, that's pretty much what 17 points per game. That's a lot. 17 attempts per game. That's a lot, man. Like I said, that's more than Saquon Barkley. Yeah. That, that That's a lot to... Now, like I said, with Mark Ingram this year there and starting, definitely getting the start for this year, I mean, who's to know if he, how much he's going to actually run the ball? So how much production is he gonna, actually going to give you? I told you, you saw 18 fantasy points per game since his start. You take away the touchdowns. You take away the ability to run a little bit. He only gives you 15. So Mark Ingram's going to take away more of his abilities, what I'm trying to say. And you think the Ravens are going to take away the opportunity of having an explosive quarterback that could run the ball from they're not the gonna, offense? They're not going to want him to – it's one thing to be mobile. It's another thing to rush it every time. You know what I mean? I don't think the Ravens are going to want to put their franchise quarterback right now for their future in any kind of health risks or danger. Hence, look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz for for you know has been has shown to be injury prone towards the end of the season. And this first year, I remember saying it when I was watching him play. I was like, man, this guy's taking a lot of hits, a lot, a lot of hits. Yeah. So because he was like running it fearlessly, he was running it like a running back. I get it. It's one thing about a quarterback being mobile. It's another thing about a quarterback being a running back. That's why the longevity of the running back in the NFL is so low. They don't want their their franchise quarterback for their longevity to be that low either, right? Mm-hmm. So that 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 that's the thing that concerns me a little bit more about Lamar Jackson when you look at those numbers. That number it just it's just amazing about w- what it is what his rushing now. Michael Vick, which again is he's one of those guys you want him to run it then throw it. Even though Michael Vick also had an arm, we could sling it. You know what I mean? Like Cam Newton was another guy too. Um, that's really rare though. That's really not what you one hundred percent really want from your quarterback though. Is to be a quarterback that you mainly rely on it on his run game. Mm, yeah, no. I you want him to be mobile. You don't want him to be a running I, back. Obviously, you want a a complete quarterback. Ideally, that's what you want. But you know, Lamar Jackson is not going like at the beginning of the rounds. No, no, you no, know, no, no. I get. I'm just get late, and there's a little cheat code because he could run the ball. You could get some value there because he's going to give you points, like 17 points per game, especially if you get him in the later rounds. I now. I'm not saying, hey, jump uh, jump and get Lamar Jackson, right, because he's going to be a QB1. No, there's a potential he could be a you know, top 12 quarterback for sure. But, you know, all right, ideally you do want somebody that could throw, sling the ball, and could run because then that's a complete player, a la Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Cam Newton of some sort, you know, um, Deshaun Watson, and, you know, that's why a lot of people like Kyler Murray because they feel like he he's a very accurate quarterback and he's explosive and he could run the ball. That's why he's getting selected over uh, who's a, uh, over Russell Wilson, you know? Which is crazy. Yeah, but, you know, that's the, the, the logic. That's the reason because the v- added value on the run game. No, no, no. I, 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 I get it, but it's just risky. To me, and it's and it's hard to rely on. It's hard to count on. You know what I mean? Like it's it's 
it's very difficult for quarterbacks to run in that many touchdowns. It's very difficult for quarterbacks to run the ball that many times. It's a lot, like, you know, it's like they say, like, um, you know, in, in basketball, when you're playing basketball, they say, you know, it's better to throw the ball ahead of you to the next player as opposed to just run it yourself because you're not going to outrun the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? As much as you get less points from the air than you do on the ground, you know, to to it's it's still it's still the, the you know it's easier to get the points through the air than they would be on the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. And remember, it's more of a passing league than a running league in general. You know, most most of the things come in through the air, so it's more of a passing league in general. But like you said, it's like it's Lamar Jackson's going as the 18th overall quarterback. Oh, excuse me, sorry. 18th overall quarterback in the 12th round. I much rather get guys like that are going after him, like Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, even Mitch Trubisky. Honestly, even Nick Foles. Honestly, I rather have than Lamar Jackson. I like Mitch Trubisky. I like Mitch Trubisky too, but I, I rather have these quarterbacks over him. Like I would take Lamar Jackson, possibly over Josh Allen, definitely over Derek Carr, over Matthew Stafford. But I would, you know, w- want to take guys, other guys over him. Definitely Kirk Cousins, one hundred percent. I would take over Lamar Jackson. No, and I, that's understandable. But, you know, if you feel like, you know, there's going to be a, a progression for him this season, you know, with the added value of, of his run game, you know, even rushing touchdowns, you know, you're talking about uh, a two-point difference from a, a passing touchdown. Uh, you know, there's a possibility that he could have a breakout season. No, but, I know. But, the, but it's, it's like I said, the main thing is that we would take out for Lamar Jackson, I think, is that emergence of Mark Ingram on that team for them actually having a very serious veteran running back to run the ball a little bit more with. Yeah, no. And, you know, one thing to consider is that their wide receiver court is not the best yet. No. You know, it's very They spent young. the first it's round pick on uh, Marquise Brown, so he's going to be used. But... We, are, we, 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 we know, know. That, that the impact of a rookie wide receiver is, is takes a while. Takes a while. Yeah. Unless you're otherworldly talent. You know? Right, right. Yep. Those are the only ones that will make a la, an impact. A la Odell Beckham Jr. type thing. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, but even speaking about Mark Ingram, uh, just another fact about him is that when the season, when he gets the seasons where he gets 10 or more starts, right? He plays entire career with the New Orleans Saints so far and seasons where he gets 10 or more starts, he averages 4.8 yards per carry, which is actually funny. Actually, last year he had the same exact also average yards per carry as Lamar Jackson with 4.7. But when he gets 10 or more starts, he averages 4.8 yards per carry. But what's more important is his fantasy production. Uh, when he gets 10 or more starts in the season, he averages 241.2 points per game. To give you an idea of what that average means, that's right under Joe Mixon last year. Joe Mixon last year got 243. So on average, when he gets the starts, double-digit starts, he'll give you, like, top 10 running back productions. And, you know, like I said, that's when he gets, like, 10 or more starts in the year. So he's definitely going to get the starts. I It's the same thing. Lamar Jackson is going to take away some rushes away from, from I mean, from Mark Ingram is going to take away from Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson is going to take away, I'm sure, from Mark Ingram. So, but, but you're talking about a, a team that ranked first in rushing attempts. Because so. of the, because of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Because of Lamar Jackson. It's not because they, that was their gameplay. No, no, they totally switched their whole uh, uh, approach to the offense. Once they decided to go from Joe Flacco who's to this, who's Lamar this, Jackson, who's to say that that was the approach of the offense? Who's to say that wasn't just Lamar Jackson being Lamar Jackson? No, they they definitely changed the whole the whole scheme of the offense. And it's def- it's, it's, you had to see it was from uh, night and day. Like you had Joe Flacco that was you know slinging the ball mm-hmm. to you know 
their, their passing offense being do- good. You know, John Brown was doing pretty darn good when Joe Flacco was there. But once Lamar Jackson came into play, John Brown's uh, uh, stock went down. He didn't perform as good because it completely became a rushing game. You know, they, they took it old school. They played, They started playing like the Army and the Navy uh, type teams. I'm not, I'm, just, they just running the ball. Running I'm not ball. arguing that, but who's not to say that that was more Lamar Jackson just seeing an opportunity and taking it as opposed to a script being written. I'm I, positive. I, I, I'm almost script. positive that the script wasn't written for him to average 17 carries per game. No, I think it was written. You think it was written that they yeah. they wanted Lamar Jackson to run it at yeah, least seventeen want, times per game. They wanted him to throw as least as possible to and run it seventeen. They're yes. their rookie quarterback. You so you want your rookie they, quarterback to run the ball seventeen times per game instead of throwing it to, for the chances of getting hurt. They saw the, the his capabilities. Gotcha. And they felt like maybe if they give him too many opportunities in the throwing game, that there will be more room for errors. Gotcha. So. They went with the sure shot, where it's just the sure shot, the riskiest shot of desperately hurting your quarterback. Th- there's always a risk on that, but but they, that that's you know what they they ended up making it to the playoffs, right? Then because they're not in a very difficult division. Regardless, they this they still uh, succeeded. They're not in a very difficult. They're division, still succeeded, though. made it to the playoffs. And remember, he only got to start from week eleven, so that's only for the last seven games. Yeah, no, I know. You know what I mean? I, so it's like it's it's but it's seven out of sixteen. So most yeah, of that games was with Joe Flacco. And how many games they lost? I think they just lost one game. But and then the, the, the most of the, game, most of it is with Joe Flacco. All I'm saying is like I I doubt I doubt that their game was to have him run it seventeen times per game. I doubt that was. I strongly doubt that anybody would want their guys to run that much per game, knowing that how much they could badly get hurt. And okay. and not even that. It's like it's um. Uh, you know, like, uh, what, what was I trying to say? I don't know, just saying, I strongly doubt that that's the case. I strongly doubt that that was their game plan to make their rookie. I mean, I'm sure they want him to run. That's fine. I'm sure they do. Just not 17 times per game. The mo- the person who had the most rushing attempts last year was Ezekiel Elliott, and he averaged 20 per game, 20.4, actually, per game. Then it was Saquon Barkley with 16.3. So you're telling me overall that Lamar Jackson is going to run just about as much as Zeke or Saquon? You don't want them to do that. There's a possibility he gets a thousand yards rushing. I'm that's he had he had, he had close to seven hundred. It's, it's 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 not it's not it's not arguing the fact of what he could do. It's the no. fact that the game plan. I'm 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 more positive. I'm and once again, who are we to fact it, check this? You know what I mean. But I'm almost positive that is it would a lot more of those rushing attempts were for the fact that he saw a hole and he saw an opportunity and he took it. And maybe part of the game plan was like if you see that hole, take it. But it's not designated for him to take those chances every time. Seventeen times per game—that's a lot. That's what you want. That's what you. That's like a first overall pick running back type numbers you want for seventeen points per game. You want that opportunity from your running back. Yeah. So it's it's. I strongly doubt that that was the Ravens' um point. Uh, and Marquise Brown, as we said, is because of the fact that Lamar Jackson doesn't throw the ball that much. Uh, we see him as the main guy on that team. Why receiver wise? Doesn't mean he's going to get all that opportunity because of the fact that they run the ball so goddamn much. That's why that his stock is so low. Uh, is there any other running backs that you're considering for the Ravens? No, considering to, to uh, just uh, what's that guy, Justin Hill? Justice, Just, Hill? Justice Hill is a player that I'll be looking at. I will he's be looking at him. He's 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 going in the twelfth round, RB fifty three. Yeah, no, he's a player that could run and catch the ball. Yeah, no. 
he he's definitely a, a player. Like if, if you feel like Mark Ingram is not going to be able to sustain a whole season, you know, carrying carrying the rock. You know, there's a possibility with Justice Hill, who they who they drafted, but taking the realms. Your what you're saying right now makes a lot of sense with the other 31 NFL teams. Not this team that has a guy that runs 17 times. Per, if he's going to run 17, like I said, Saquon Barkley of the Giants runs it 16 times per game, right? That means that nobody else is basically running the ball, right? For the most part, for the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. If Lamar Jackson is going to run it 17 times, and if Mark Ingram is going to run it more or less about, like let's say, like 10 to 15 times, right? That's about 27 to 32 carries per game. Where's the carries going to be for Justice Hill, and where the pass is going to be catch for Justice? That, that's that's a lot. That's a that's a lot of plays. Like how much how much time do you expect that offense to really stay on the field? Which we said we don't doesn't have a, a crazy wide receiver core. Mark Andrews, I'm sure is going to do well. We like Mark Andrews this year, I know, but this is why I'm not looking at Justice Hill because I just feel like the attempts will not be there because they will be bulked in majority by Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. Everything you're saying is 100% correct, and I agree with it with every other NFL team except the Ravens, which is hence why I said the Melvin Gordon situation, I said this in last week's episode, he's going to get signed where he's going to play wherever he gets signed, right? But if he gets signed to a team like the Ravens, when you have Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram to run that ball, the chances for Melvin Gordon to run are going to be significantly less. Well, he'll drop into like the second or third round, I feel. Melvin Gordon because the chances won't be there so I don't see the chances too much there for Justice Hill to make a fantasy impact like around the 12th round I'd rather take my quarterback around the 12th round I'd rather take a guy like you know like I said like Jimmy Garoppolo as opposed to somebody like Justice Hill that's probably gonna that I don't think he's gonna have a really good fantasy rookie season maybe he'll progress in the future but I don't see him having a very good rookie season I like him better in the dynasty draft way better in the dynasty draft than I do in a in a um, a redraft league because this year it's all about Mark Ingram. He's got a three-year contract with the Ravens, mm-hmm. so I like him a lot. I love him a lot in Dynasty. Dynasty, I like him a lot. But I, you know, once again, you're not wrong. It's just with the Ravens, I just don't see all those opportunities. Where are they going to come? Where are they going to come from? Well, they get they, they average about thirty-five attempts. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson. We'll see. You know, I mean. Unless, unless they're, they're playing catch-up and they put Justice Hill as, you know, the guy to catch the ball, like the Jalen Richard-type role, like like how Jalen Richard had the Ravens. All right, Raiders, I mean, okay, you know what, maybe. But uh, it's not, once again, he's not somebody that I'm really looking for. I just don't see the share, you know, the work to be shared to be there for him. All right. So, uh, and Mark Andrews we like as far as tight end goes because it's so few to pick from, right? Correct? Yeah. No. Okay, good talk. <laughs> no, no, I, I like Mark Andrews. All right, uh, wide receivers. Just, I mean, look, look, you know, the their main wide receiver is uh, Marquise Brown. We assume to be their wide receiver one. We're assuming to be their wide receiver one. So you have no interest in Willis Need? No. Who ended up as a wide receiver fifty two? No, I have no interest in him at all. Yeah, all right. Well, I no. mean, in, yeah, in a two receptions, six hundred fifty-one yards. The only thing not in redrafts. One, in, one a, in a startup dynasty league, I would say I, I I wouldn't take him. Yeah, I mean, I know you know we we got another show that we're gonna do something similar to that about people who are not drafted it, it's somewhere there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's about it. All right, cool. Uh let's go over the schedule. I totally forget what I have 
as far as <laughs> the past picks I made. So I'm going to do the best I can here. Uh, winning against the Bengals. I mean, splitting with the Bengals. I have them beating the Bengals twice. I have them splitting with the Browns. I have them splitting. I have them losing to the Steelers. I have them splitting. Sorry, Steelers fans. I know there's a big rivalry with the Ravens and Steelers. Patriots losing. They're winning. Jets losing. They're winning. Texas losing. They're losing. Winning against the Cardinals. Yes. Winning with the 49ers. Yes. Winning with the Bills. Yes. Wow, they they played a whole uh, AFC East. Uh, Winning with the Dolphins. Yep. Losing to the Chiefs. They lose. Losing to the Rams. Yep. Losing to the Seahawks. I'm just going to cross-check and see where I had them. Do I have them losing with the Seahawks? Are you checking? I guess I will now since you're going to do it. Why not? This this is yeah, bad. Yeah, I, I, I have them winning. I have them winning. This is bad radio. I have the Ravens winning. Yeah, I have them losing to the Seahawks. Oh, wow, look at that. All right, so 12 and 5. I mean, 11 and 5. I have them 11 and 5. I have them with six wins only. Six wins? Yeah. Wow, so we both think differently. Very differently. <laughs> Very differently. I think we've been like uh, pretty, e- like, you know. Close enough. Close enough with this, all the other teams. Yeah, this is this big, one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. All right. Close enough. All right. Uh, moving on next. What team, what team you want to talk about next? Just talk about the Bengals. Okay. Don't yell at me. No reason right. to yell. It's still early in the morning. I'm not going to yell. <laughs> Trust me. All right. So, uh, Bengals. Player you got to look at, obviously, is Joe Mixon. Andy Dalton. I stay away from and AJ Green, man. Uh, I don't know. What do you feel about him? You just think he's just been unlucky the last couple of seasons and he's just make, gonna make a, a comeback now? All, all honestly, AJ Green is one guy that I'm staying away from. Oh, really? I'm staying away from. I'm I'm not touching AJ Green. And you know what? And you know what? And it's with a heavy heart I say that, and it's not easy to say that. But I'm gonna play a very safe role here. And I'm not going to draft AJ Green. When we start doing another segment on an upcoming show, it's going to be like our different the BFB list. And one of our lists is our do not buy list. I'm going to put AJ Green on my do not buy list. The main re- and it has nothing to do with his talent. The guy is a stud talent. The guy could obviously could very much well have an incredible season as he's had in the past. Last year was the first year that he did not make the Pro Bowl in his entire eight year career. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he he he's a stud. He's a beast. It's just hard to trust. It's just there are some games with AJ Green, you expect a certain level of play from him. You know what I mean? It's I guess with the Knicks with Carmelo Anthony, we expected him to do so much more greatness that he didn't. You know what I mean? You ex you have such a high expectation out of AJ Green that when he doesn't produce the way you want him to, it gives you a headache. There's enough stressful things about, about Sundays with fantasy football. Fantasy football makes you hate Sundays and love Sundays at the same time. I get it. You're stressed up enough as it is with certain things. We're Giants fans. We're stressed up enough as it is with how our team's doing, what they've done in the offseason, all this and that. I don't want to give myself the added stress and worry of A.J. Green as my wide receiver one. You know what I mean? There's, there, there's a, a lot of wide receivers out there. I don't want to be stressed and worried about it. I'm not saying don't I'm not saying don't draft him. I'm saying he's on my do not buy list. I do not want to deal with that stress. I I, I don't feel like he's a do not buy candidate. 
Um, it's it's very hard he, for me to say where that. he's going. There might be other players that I'm I'm I'm, I'm much more interested in. You know, you got Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs. A player for sure that I'll get grab over him will be Edelman. But if he ends up dropping to the fourth round, there might be a possibility I'll take him. Uh, granted, you know, last season, you know, he was injured. He only played nine games, you know. But he did average 11.5 fantasy points per game, which puts him ahead of... Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Lockett. But you didn't draft. The only thing, Stefan Diggs is one of those guys, maybe you took somewhere in the third round last year. Yeah. Everybody else, you didn't. You took A.J. Green, like about like a second, first, second round pick. Oh, last I year. know. I know. That, but, that, that's why that's terrible. But he's right now going at the end of the third. But now, be, because of the fact that he's going a little lower, I get it, but it's still a stressful situation for me. I'm still stressed with AJ Green. I don't know what's what's to become of him. There are some weeks where he'll go with Andy Dalton and he'll just blow everything out the water. There have been, I remember there was one game, uh, with you know the guy used to be uh, Charlie who used to host, uh, used to do the show with Charlie. Yeah, he killed like in the first half and he was down like eighteen something points with only AJ Green and AJ Green scored like eighteen points in the first half. And then didn't record a single catch in the second half. And he ended up losing by like 0.5. So he was down like, it was like that. He was down <laughs> yeah. like 18.5. And then AJ Green scored 18 points in the second half. I mean, the first half. And second half, you know, he didn't score one. All he needed was one catch. That's all he needed for the entire second half. And yeah, he didn't he did get it. Though. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's that much of a headache with him. And it has nothing to do with his talent. He's a, he's a, he's a tremendous talent. But now with these injuries that he's getting, he's getting a lot of them. Yeah, he's thirty years old now, so yeah. it's it's yeah, it's it's just a stress that I don't want to deal with. All right, I like Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, I do like a lot, even though he got he was also injured uh, last year too. You know, which um, which stood out to me a lot about Tyler Boyd. Well, first of all, the big thing was the targets. You know what I mean? He had one hundred eight targets last year. The most he's had before that was eighty one. So for a big twenty seven target, you know, jump, it's a lot. Eighty one in his rookie year, he had. The year after that, he had about like 32 or something like that. Uh, but what stood out a lot to me was his yards per, per reception. That stood out a lot to me when it came to Tyler Boyd. He had 13.5 yards per reception. That's not too bad. That's more than Calvin Ridley, Alshon Jeffries, Sammy Watkins, and believe it or not, even Juju Smith-Schuster. That's more. Wow. He had 13.5 yards per reception. Not target. Yards per reception. That's more than Juju Smith-Schuster had last year. Yeah, that's good. Um, no, I do like uh, Tyler Boyd. He's right now going somewhere in the sixth round as a wide receiver, 27. If you're looking at uh, Mike Williams that's going around the same round at, uh, pick as him, Alshon Jeffrey, Sammy Watkins, I'll definitely gonna be going to be grabbing Tyler Boyd. He's He looks very attractive at that at that draft position, you know, in the sixth round. And like you said, um, like we said before, we say time and time again, you know, uh, rookie wide receivers take a little while to develop in the NFL. We're going into his fourth year. You know, if it's in, if going about the sixth round when we do our sleepers, keepers, and weepers uh, segment, he's going to definitely be somebody I recommend for a keeper. Some keeper leagues do start around the sixth round. They do start around that time in the sixth rounds. Yeah. So if they do, he's somebody that I'm definitely going to look at to draft as a keeper worthy guy if it's your if your keeper league starts in the sixth round and tyler board's there 
I got to look at who else is going around there. But honestly, he's one of the top guys I would say to go and get because coming into his fourth year, maybe in his fifth and sixth, he might just end up blowing it all up. You know what I mean? You're talking about a player that possibly could end up as a wide receiver one. He could. In, 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 in perspective, in top 12 wide yeah. receivers. Yeah. You know, this kid could. And if you get him in the sixth round, you're talking about tremendous value. Yeah. He was a gem on the waiver wire last year. I drafted him. I took him off the waiver wire last year. I ended up winning a championship with him. So, yeah, I get it. Even though he didn't play the last two games, he was also hurt, but still. Yeah, this started. Uh, and it was with and, and, and he still did well with both quarterbacks. You know, Addy Driscoll was there. So, you know, so he still did good. Uh, so, uh, Joe Mixon's a definite grab. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd, we both like. Do you like Tyler Boyd over AJ Green? Like, who would you rather draft? Would you rather feel. There's definitely value with Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I feel more value There's with Tyler Boyd. There's definitely value there. I agree with value there. But, like I said, like if. If we both uh, agree, AJ Green's a better player, better player, right? Yeah. It, but that's a good uh, question you ask because now I'm thinking it's like, sh- is is it better to grab AJ Green even if he drops to the fourth round, or just jump and get Tyler Boyd in the fifth round? No, I wouldn't jump and get Tyler Boyd in the fifth, fifth round. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, I. This is where the mock drafting goes in. I wouldn't go and reach for Tyler Boyd. I think in the sixth round is just fine where he's going. But you're talking about a player. Well, if if you're in the keepers league, then you you have to wait to the yeah. sixth round. But if you're 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 talking about in a redraft league that a player that could possibly end up being a top twelve wide receiver, and if you get him in the fifth round, there there, there could be value. You know, no, there could be. I, I'm not gonna say go and reach for him, but you know, I I just like him where he's going. All right, where he's going. And as far as the tight ends, uh, was it Croft? Isn't it that tight end? Well, there's uh, Tyler Eifert, yeah, Uzuma. But, but, yeah, but he got hurt bad last year. He's always hurt. I, I got. I'm staying away from Eifert. And then 100%. Drew Sample. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much staying away from most of them. Staying away from all of them. We don't love Andy Dalton either, as it is. So John Ross. Are Are you a believer still or no? Not or, yet. That's it. Not yet. Ship not not, uh, not saying ship that sailed. I would take him very very late, but I'm staying away. I just, it hasn't. Uh, Nothing has changed my mind about him to make me feel like he's worthy of being on Flex's team. Ber- if you're on Flex's team, you're more than likely on a championship team. And Bernard? Gio Bernard? Just as a handcuff. He gets hurt, too. That's it. So, surely, solely as a handcuff to Joe Mixon. That's it. Well, yeah. you know. Well, he's going into 14 rounds. So, somebody that, you know, if you're looking, you know, if, you st- if you're one of those teams that like to stack up on wa- running backs and just have, like, handcuffs for other teams, uh you could get him in the four, snag him in the fourteen round, you know, and there might be some upside there as a flex play. Uh, I, I just just as a handcuff. That's how I see it. All right, uh, I have him splitting everywhere in the division. The Bengals. All right, so yeah, I have I have them losing twice to the Ravens. I have him splitting against the Browns and splitting against the Steelers. Yes. Uh okay. So against the Patriots, lose, lose. Jets um, win. I, I give them the win. Jaguars win. Mm, yeah, I guess I give them the win there. Cardinals win. What, what did I put? Oh, man. Niners lose. Niners lose. Cardinals are going to win. All right. Uh, continue on. Bills are going to lose. They win. Dolphins are going to win. Waiters are going to win. They're going to beat the Dolphins. They're going to lose to the Rams. And lose against the Raiders. Beat the lose Seahawks. Against Rams. And lose against the Seahawks. One, two, three. I got them seven and nine. I got them nine and seven. Wow. 
Wow. Wow, exactly. No more no more Mercedes Lewis. Don't you have them nine and seven? Yeah. I wow. like the Bengals. All right. All right, moving on to the Steelers, which, uh, you know, before the offseason moves made by the Browns, I would have said the Steelers were the clear-cut favorite to win the NFC North. Um, not so much anymore. You know, it's it's uh, it's going to be a little bit little bit difficult because of the fact of that you know they lost Antonio Brown. That's huge. But with the Steelers, you have your clear cut guys. You know, you have your James Conner, you have your um, Juju Smith Schuster. Those are the main two guys you think about. You have Ben Roethlisberger, who's another uh, QB that notoriously has been bad when it comes to um, away games. Uh huh. But he's still a player that you want to take. I mean, he ended up as QB uh, two, no, three last year, if I'm not mistaken, overall, at the end of it. But, um, you know, it's, 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 he's definitely a guy that you're also okay with taking. I'm okay with taking him this year. No. James Washington is somebody I'm I'm looking at. That's your sleeper for them? Yeah. And, you know, if, if, if you're a Dante Moncrief guy, you could say he's kind of a journeyman now. He's in his third team in a couple of seasons. Um uh, he did show some, you know, some bright moments with the Jaguars, uh, struggling Jaguars. You know, uh, he ended up being like the wide receiver one for them, although, you know, they lost a lot of their wide receivers there. He could be a sneaky a sneaky player you could get, and there might be some upside there. But I'll go with the James Washington, who at least has one year with Ben Roethlisberger, if I need to pick one. And, you know, a deep, 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 deep flyer in PPR will be Ryan Switzer. My, my um, sleeper for this team, Vance McDonald. Uh, That's my sleeper for this team. I don't think he's a sleeper because he's going to be the only tight end. Last year they split it. By sleeper, I mean because of the fact of how late he's going to go and how high he's going to end up. Okay. That's what I mean by sleeper. I see him as... Legit, uh, top ten, even bold to say, top five tight end, top five. It's bold to say, but possibly I see it. Jeez, Louise, I see it. You see him that deep. Uh, uh, look, there's a ton of targets to go around with Antonio uh, Brown gone. Right? Yeah. It was his favorite player. It was a player that he had like. Well, I don't know if my favorite. I really had like some debacle because I know Ben Roethlisberger is treated as like the favoritism in that team, and there was a big problem there within the locker rooms because of how much he's favored over everybody else, Ben Roethlisberger. But the fact that there's so much targets to go around there now in uh, Pittsburgh, and of course the majority we feel is going to go to uh, Juju Smith Schuster, and of course James Conner has shown to be a very capable pass catching back. I mean, they're they're going to be the new Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell of his team. Right? Because Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown both catch the ball very well. Jalen Samuels could catch the ball as well. But James Conner is going to be the guy to do that. Jalen Samuels is the handcuff. That's yeah, it. but if you saw James Conner, he had, he's, he had a tremendous start mid, and, you know, he, he kind of just starts to fizzle out by the end. He was showing a lot of wear and tear uh, by the end of the season. Uh, But, you know, obviously he was a bell cow. If you feel like he's not going to be getting as much snaps as he has gotten in 2018, Jalen Samuels could be a player that will be mixed into the role and be a pass catching back for the Steelers 
especially in the third, you know, third down or when they're trailing in negative uh, uh, script, you know? James Conner, I, I still feel, is going to be the guy that's going to get those, those passes and the pass catching. He's going to be the lead guy. He's the main guy. He's going to be their starting guy. Uh, he averaged, you know, he had 71 targets last year as a running back with 55 receptions. All right. That he's, he had, uh, you know, 71 targets. That's more than you wouldn't believe it. That's more actually than Deion Lewis. That's more than Melvin Gordon. That's more than Duke Johnson, more than Joe Mixon. Oh, and these are guys that catch the ball too really well. Believe me, man. Uh, I, I, I'm i the one that once Le'Veon Bell went, went out, you know, you know he he started holding out. Uh, James Conner was a guy that I immediately scooped up, and I even drafted in one of the later leagues that we have. Uh, a player that I immediately just went for, and and you know it paid dividends, paid dividends. He outperformed. He did great. You know, and the only thing is, I'm just you know playing devil's advocate here. You know, it's. He's shown some wear and tear by the end of the season. So that might be a concern for the Steelers. I get it. You know, they did draft Jalen Samuels as well. I get it. I get it. And there might be some scripted plays for Jalen Samuels just to give James Conner some of that break, especially if they are strong believers that they can make a big run for the playoffs. You know, they want to try to preserve as much of James Conner for the end of the season, and the playoff run, you know? I hear you. But uh, with, with all this, also all that being said, you know, targets have to go. Some targets will have to be distributed elsewhere besides Juju, besides James Conner. And because Juju's going to get a lot more attention now, uh, being the main guy for the Steelers in that high-powered offense, I feel like Vance McDonald is going to get more targets, more red zone looks. Like I said, top 10 tight end for me. Possibly even top five to go so bold. I'll do a little more research. I'll look a little more into it. We'll see it more as the season goes on. I'm sure when we get into our bold predictions and tight end segment of the show in the in the upcoming weeks, I'm gonna you know have more insight, more depth to give about Vance McDonald. But this is just a breakdown right now of the you know the divisions and Vance McDonald's a big sleeper for me. Yeah, he's going in the seventh round, end of the seven. He's the ninth ninth tight end going off the board. Um, if you have, if you look around the or the other guys, Jared Cook, David Nyoku, uh, Vance McDonald is definitely one that you see upside with the target share. Right, absolutely. You know, um, absolutely. So you know, I, I do like. It seems like there's value. He could be somebody that you know you draft as a tight end nine, but could go up to be one of like a top five, top six tight end. Yeah. All right, let's go over the division right now for the Steelers. Let's go. Splitting with the Bengals. I got them splitting. Splitting with the Browns. Yeah. And I have them beating the Ravens. Uh, Oh, yeah. Um, I got them splitting all the way through. I got them beating the Bills. Beating the Bills. Beating the Dolphins. I got them beating the Dolphins. Losing to the Colts. They lose to the Colts. Lose to the Rams. Yep. Beat the Seahawks. I think I got them losing there. I got them beating the Patriots. No. Yep. I got them losing. I got them beating the Jets. I do got them beating the Jets. Losing to the Chargers. Losing to the Chargers. Being the Cardinals and being the 49ers. Uh, I got them losing to the 49ers. They're not good at in the West Coast for some reason. Yeah, they're not. They're really not that good in the West yeah. Coast. And uh, Ben away is not the best. Um, nope. uh, I got them five. I got 11 and five. I got them five, seven. I got the eight and seven. That, no, eight and eight. No, I just I, real, wait. Wait, wait, one, two, three, four. Three, four, five, nine. I got the seven and nine as well. Interesting. 
Interesting. Yeah. And you got them what? Huh? You got them? 11 and 5. Wow. You're high on them. Losing two big players. You think they're going to make the playoffs? They got two big players to, to, to take over. They'll be fine. All right. all right, so let's finish it off with the talk of the offseason with all the moves they made. Blech. Blech. With the most ugliest colors in the NFL. They took my my Odell. The Browns. Blech. All right. How you feel about them? Blech. Like that? Yeah. Come on. There has to be a player you like there. I like Odell you in like New him. York. You like him in New York, but we, he's not in New York no more, bro. So you got to move on. <sighs> I don't have to do anything. Do you, um, do you like where Baker's going in the sixth round as a QB five? It, I, I do because I think that he's the biggest winner of the Browns. I think that he's by far the biggest winner of this whole entire, all the offseason moves that were made, everything done for the Browns. I think he is going to be the biggest winner. I know they lost Jabril Peppers, right? I get that. Um, they they still they still got Olivier Vernon. Don't think it was him. He's always constantly hurt. They lost a little bit of their offensive line, so you know it hurts Nick Chubb a little bit because of the fact that they gave us uh, one of their best offensive linemen. But they still have a decent, solid offensive line. You know what I mean? They have a they have a pretty decent offensive line. But Baker Mayfield is going to be the winner because he has a plethora of targets and talented targets to throw. Two, he could throw the ball to Nick Chubb. He could throw the ball to Odell. He could throw it to James. No, to uh, to Landry. Uh, you know, and and uh, David and Joku. And when he gets Kareem Hunt back, like towards the end for the playoff for the playoff push, and and uh, you know the fantasy playoff run, he's yeah. got a bunch of people to throw the to throw the ball to. Do you see him ending up as a QB one? Yes. Overall, yes. Why not? Hundred percent, I see him as a QB one. Would you consider drafting him? Yes. Uh, I don't think I'll be drafting him. I consider drafting him. It we once again this this goes because like he's gonna he's gonna do better than guys like Cam Newton. He's gonna do better than a couple of guys over there. I feel so around where he's going. Uh, I see Baker Mayfield doing better than Carson Wentz than Kyler Murray. I see him doing better than Cam Newton and Jared Goff. So. Uh, like all the guys above him right now, Pat Mahomes, Andrew Luck, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. I would take them all over the, the Baker Mayfield. I would even take Matt Ryan over Baker Mayfield. I would take Drew Brees over Baker Mayfield. Um, that's kind of it right there, probably. All right. So there's only like, you know, I have more as my QB7 than my QB5. In a sense, so you're paying the price, even even if you think I would I would pay the QB price seven. I would pay the price for some of these guys because of the fact that I feel like once again, don't get me wrong, you could still get Philip Rivers in the tenth round, and he'll he'll give you less numbers than Baker Mayfield, but he'll do pretty close to it. So I'm not saying go and get him. I'm saying that like he's one of those guys that I feel will uh you know like I get it if you pay the price for him. Especially, especially if you're drafting Odell Beckham Jr. Sorry about kicking you. So if especially about draft if you draft Odell Beckham Jr. Like, you know, like I said, when we had that big debate about Cam Newton, I think Phillip Rivers will outplay Cam Newton. And you could definitely take him later than Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? All right. I even feel that Tom Brady and even Kirk Cousins will outplay Cam Newton. And you could get them much later. That's I could be wrong. But this is my opinion about it. I I do think you're wrong, but now but with Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield went at the sixth pick. Do I am I saying that there's value there? I'm not going to go as far as say as there's value. 
for him at the six pick. But he is going to be a guy that's going to average you about 18 to 22 points per game. He has the weapons to do it, and he is a weapon in himself. He's a very talented quarterback. There's a reason they took him over guys like Sam Darnold. And, you know, last year, the Sam Darnolds, the Josh Allen, the Josh Rosen, when they were so hyped as they were about him, obviously we could tell now that he's better than Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. And but there's a reason they took him over Saquon Barkley. And they took him over Saquon Barkley. There's a reason they took him, you know, with the number one overall pick. He's a very good. He's a very good quarterback. You know, strong arm, very accurate. He's going to get better as as more you know time in the NFL, more practices, and he has one of the best wide receivers. He has also ready with Juice Landry as one of the you know better uh, pass catchers in the league too. Yeah, one of the better possession receivers that yeah. there is. You know, he's been David and Joe. He's been, top, he's been top ten wide receiver since he came into the league. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you're gonna be paying the price, but if if you're going, if you're one of those that want to hit the you know hit for the fences, this is a guy that could be, you know, the the Pat Mahomes of last season. You know, he could, uh, he's only gonna be Pat Mahomes numbers. There's gonna be some regression with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. You know he he got fifty touchdowns. There's only that that only has happened a couple of times in in the career in the in the history of of the NFL. He, right. There's definitely gonna, and and he doesn't have all his weapons in play. Right. With Pat Mahomes, Baker Mayfield has all the weapons. Right. Even if there's injuries, suspensions, he still has gonna have he's still gonna have the weapons. Right. You know, like I said, you know, especially when he gets Kareem Hunt back. I mean, during the playoffs, he's gonna be. I, I wouldn't. I would. I. I would go for him. And it's because of the one reason that you said too about Cam Newton. You know what I mean? Like you said, like if you look about the sixth round, all right? You look, you possibly already have two running backs and two wide receivers. You know what I mean? If I take, like, let's say with my, if if I get my my, you know, let's say if I go with um, like a, like a running back in the first. Let's say I go with somebody like Alvin Kamara, then I decide to go with Travis Kelsey, and then I get two wide receivers and a running back. Then I got two wide receivers, two running backs, and a tight end. By the time I get to the sixth round, then if I want to get my quarterback, and if or if one of my quarterback, one of my wide receivers happens to be Odell Beckham Jr., even more so to pair him up. Like I said, I recommend getting Aaron Rodgers best if you have Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? Pat Mahomes, I agree to wait to get for somebody like Andrew Luck. If you're going to pay that high of a price, they're probably going to put very similar numbers between Andrew Luck and Pat Mahomes. So I agree with there. Deshaun Watson, very sneaky play. I like him a lot too, but remember last year, like I said, I took DeAndre Hopkins first. I took Deshaun Watson in the fifth. I ended up winning my league like that. Yeah. So Baker Mayfield, especially if you have Odell, I definitely would. If I'm taking Odell next this year, I'm definitely taking Baker Mayfield. So, so let's say you have your team set up already, right? right. And you're curious to maybe or are interested in getting a quarterback, and you're in the sixth round, and Baker Mayfield is there available, but. Tyler Boyd is also available. If I have my team already set, I'm more than likely depend. If I have Odell and my team set, I'm taking Baker. If Ooh. I have Odell, if I have Odell and my team set, Odell, I, if you have Odell who hasn't played a complete season, I think in his career, you select. Oh yes. Did he? Uh, well, maybe, yes. maybe, maybe one season out of all the seasons. <laughs> uh but more likely than not, he gets injured. We know that. He doesn't play a complete season. Uh, you won't entertain selecting Tyler Oh, no, Boyd, entertain. I'm, just... not, I'm not saying it's clear cut. All right. I'm not saying it's a clear cut thing. I'm okay. just saying that I, I would get it. I'm not saying I recommend to take him. I just see the price for it. I get it. I think it's a fair price for what he's going to do and as far as QBs go. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, like, I get it. 
I understand it. I get it. I would do that. You know, if if everything else falls right, depending on how my draft is going, then I would go get him. I'm, uh, you know, he he could possibly end up as the 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 best QB of the year fantasy wise. I don't think so, but he could possibly do so. Um, yeah. like I said, he's the because he's the biggest winner of that team and of the all season moves that made. You know, um, would would you be entertaining Landry? I would later, uh, later in the rounds. I would. I mean, I, I'm not crazy about him this year only because of the fact, like I said, the same thing for last year when it was Jarvis Landry, same thing for last year. He's not going to be able to get all the targets and the receptions that made him the stud wide receiver fantasy wise that he was when he was on the Dolphins. When he was on the Dolphins, everything went to Juice Landry, to Jarvis Landry. It, it, with the Cleveland Browns. The first half of the season, everything was going to Landry. He 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 led the team in in, in targets with 148. Yeah, but but still, he wasn't he wasn't um he wasn't producing like that fantasy wise. Yeah, no, no, he wasn't producing. Uh, his uh, efficiency wasn't there. You know, he did struggle. Um, he's a, he's a player. I I, I don't know. I, I'm 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 on the fence with. You know, uh, he has to be dropping, maybe. Around and I'll select them, but you know, there's also the question, like I said, like Odell Beckham is a player that I feel doesn't complete a season, and if he ends up getting injured, then you definitely get Jarvis Landry for a good price, you know, with with upside, especially with Baker Mayfield. The only thing is that when Baker Mayfield took the realms as the starting quarterback. Uh, Jarvis Landry wasn't like the lead wide receiver, the the pro bono guy, the the main guy for the Cleveland Browns. You know, he was spreading the ball a lot. No, so that, that's my only concern. You know, he was spreading the ball. I, I, this is the thing, though. Like, like one reason why I was down on Jarvis Landry last year was because of the fact that he wasn't going to be able to sustain his targets. You know what I mean? He still kept up with his average. He still 100% kept up with his average last year, to tell you the truth. Even if you look in his rookie season, as far as targets go, you only had 112, and then he dramatically bumped up. So even at the three, with the three other years, like, you know, he's still more or less averaging about 150 targets in his career per season. He had 149 last year. So he's still keeping up with his average. It's going to go down this year. It's going to go down. I, I feel like he's still going to reach the 100 to 120 targets. Probably like 100, but you know what? Yes, that's probably fair, La- maybe. Unlike last season, his inefficiency wasn't there. Maybe the reason he why. He didn't have a good rapport with Baker Mayfield, too. But it's also because they were playing him on the outside. Right. Compared right. to the Dolphins, where they played him mainly in the inside. In the slot. Now, guy, right. maybe, just maybe, if they put him in the slot with Callaway and Odell. Beckham on the outside, Landry might excel. He might. And he could be your. Baby Edelman. He's definitely not Jarvis Landry. He's definitely not somebody that uh, that I'm ignoring. He's not somebody that I'm ignoring. So I'm, I'm, you know, definitely not. So yeah, I mean, there's good points. There's good points. I'm not mad about it. You know. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb. I think it's a little high for him because he's going to be that main guy for your for most of your season for ten ten games though. Ten games is a lot, and you know. Yeah, but then when the the thing is, you want to win a championship. Uh, you got to take it game by game, like, and you know you're gonna have him at least for ten games. Uh, you could worry later. Maybe you pick up somebody off the waivers that that we haven't thought it's just about. You're spending such a high price for that. Put it this way. Put look at it this way. Look at it this way. Right. Ten games. Right. Fifteen games for the most part in the most fantasy season. Right. Fifteen games for the most part. Yeah. Right. When Le'Veon Bell 
Not Le'Veon Bell, but somebody else. Uh, so Zeke Elliott, you know what I mean? Like suspended for six games. You take a guy like Zeke, right? You should, he was still going more or less in the first round, second round. You know, if he was suspended for six games, are you supposed to be right? Yeah. Le'Veon Bell was before suspended for four games. You still took him towards the end of this first, end of the first, beginning of the second. You took him around the same time. Is Nick Chubb Le'Veon Bell or Zeke Elliott? No. No, no. He's not. Now, he's still going to be involved. We know that. That's the thing. So it's not like he's not going to play 100% for those six games. He's still going to be involved. That's why I get it about him being high. But it's it's still, I feel like there's going to be risk there towards the end of the year. And their their offensive line dipped a bit. You know? So, I mean, but at the same time, with all those air attacks going out there, you know, they're not going to be stacking the box that much against the run. No, valid point. And I, right now I'm looking where he's going, and there's definitely – some players that are going after him that I'll probably select over him. Right. Like Aaron Jones was going in the third round. Right. Leonard Fournette, too. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, Leonard and Fournette even, was a headache, even, but still. Even Marlon Mack. But yeah, even Marlon Mack, too. You I know, who's it. going in the middle of the third round. So Hey, listen, even 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 like you said, even like, like, like uh, Philip Lindsay or Shoney Michelle, not saying I would take him over to it, but it's like I'd be okay to let one of those lesser players – with lesser opportunities, take the reins of my Nick Chubb role, that the role that Nick Chubb's supposed to play on my team, than to pay the price for somebody like Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? Because you're paying that price for him to play a certain role. Yeah, and I'm right now looking at the last six games he played last season, and he ended up as an RB19. He's he's good. He's on he's good. He's on a good team. But like I said, there's, there's there's pros and cons to it. You know what I mean? It all depends on to you which one you see more. He's a player that I'll more than likely be overlooking. Not to say that I will. It depends on how the draft goes. Depends on how you know where where everybody's falling. Where's everybody going? You know, if he's the best player available at the time, I'll take him as best player available. Because there's pros and cons to him. There's a lot of pros and there's a lot of cons. I'll more than likely be overlooking him. I'm not saying don't take him. Yeah, I'm I'm overlooking him. All right, I'm so, I'm gonna skip on him for sure. So the Browns are splitting everywhere. Splits, split banana, split banana, split. Very good, Marketing. Banana split. Very good. Where's my banana? They're uh, the Bills. They beat the Bills. Being the Bills, being the Dolphins. Yes. Being the Titans, losing to the Rams. They lose to the Rams. They lose lose to the Seahawks. I think they lose to the Seahawks. I'm not checking that. They lose to the Patriots. They lose to the Patriots. They lose to the Jets. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Jets. They beat the Cardinals, and they beat the 49ers. Uh, I got them losing against the 49ers. One, two, three. I have them also nine four, and seven. Five, six, seven. I got them nine and seven. Oh, there you go. See, we're pretty close to everything except for the Ravens. I got you. You like the Bengals? You have the Bengals uh, uh, winning the division? No, I have the Steelers winning the division. Eleven and five. Oh, okay. And the Bengals are nine and seven. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I got the Ravens be, uh, winning the division. I have this Ravens losing the division with six and ten. <laughs> Jeez. All right, party people. That's our episode here for today. Once again, as we mentioned, we're doing two episodes a week. Two episodes per week. Two episodes per week, at least. Dos episodio por semana. Episodios? Episodios. Okay. <laughs> That's how you say it in Spanish? Yo no sé. <laughs> Anyways, party people. So once again, follow us on Instagram and on uh, Twitter at BFB Podcast. Hit us up anytime for any one of your fantasy queries or questions. And we'll be here for about at least two per week, maybe three. We got to prepare you for the draft. We got a lot going on. And, sorry, what are you going to say? Si, si, senor. Si, si. And pay attention to our YouTube channel. We're putting out lots of cool videos soon coming up. 
with cool ways to decide to draft order. Stay out for that and much more for this upcoming season of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Peace, party people. Success nonetheless. Adios, BFAs. Lo amos. Peace. <laughs>